Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show that I produce in Sydney, Australia. Welcome for episode number 172. Now today I am talking to Sydney guitarist Fab Manzini, a shredding instrumentalist who has teamed up with some of the world's greatest bass players to release some new instrumental music. I first met Fab in the early 90s. The bands we were in were both playing on the same bill and I was just blown away by Fab's tone and technique. And even then, if you think about circles of musicians or peer groups, he was already way ahead of the curve. Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. If you're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player, Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Fab Manzini, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks for having me. Great to have you, Fab. Now, um, we uh, last mentioned you on the podcast back in 2017 when your album Time came out. Yep. And that was featured on one of our uh, Australian Guitar News episodes, I think. Right. Um, in the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight months or so, you've been uh, you've released a trilogy of, of tracks with some um, incredible bass players that you've, you've pulled in around the world. Yeah. Um, which has been awesome, man. Let's... Let's go back to November 2020. Uh, your single is After the Fall, and you've got Tony Franklin on bass. Yeah, tell me about uh, tell me about that. Yeah, um, well, after time, I wanted to do something that, you know a bit more um, professional sounding, and um, you know I wanted to give it a, a more of an international sort of flavour to it. Um, I wasn't quite sure what bass players to get uh, to ask. Um, and someone mentioned, um, <clears throat> why don't you try uh, Tony Flank- Franklin? So I approached him on Facebook. Um, he was keen to do it for me. So um, and it worked out perfect. I mean, he was it was a perfect man for the for that song. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. He's such a nice guy. Um, nothing was too hard for him to do. So yeah, really That's appreciate awesome, it. Man. Yeah. So this is Tony Franklin from the firm and. Probably in terms of rock and, and, and heavy rock, one of the very few fretless players, and, and that gives him such a unique voice as a player. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And the middle section fits him perfectly with his fretless bass, and, yeah, it sounded really great, yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it was obviously a good a good call by you to give him some space to, yeah. to uh, stretch out a little. Yeah, it was good. Excellent. And I guess, I mean, as so many recordings nowadays can happen you can just send stems back and forth was that the process with tony well that's it and you know being in uh, lockdown around the world at that time uh, yeah I, I, f- I found that it was easier to approach musicians you know they got more time on their hands sort of thing and um yeah sure so yeah. it was yeah it was 
perfect timing for that. And yeah, yeah that's and the, cool. like you said, the process is backwards and forwards, you know, a couple of takes here and there. And but um yeah, it, it seems to work and it, it seems like um everyone's doing that these days. So just a way yeah, to go. It's, it's it's such a quick way to work. Yeah. Tell me about the production back home in Australia. Um I know you're you're working with uh your drummer a lot on the production. That's right, yeah. Uh Les uh Les Hall is is my permanent drummer. He's also in a in a tribute show that I do. Um he's got his own studio set up at home. So yeah, I work the same way with him uh as I would with an international player, like just through uh internet and that. Um, yeah, so it seems to work, and I give him enough time to do the tracks. Like it can take a couple of months; it doesn't doesn't worry me. You know, when they're ready, they're ready, sort of thing. There's no time I'm schedule. Sure. I've got to say, the production on these three tracks is really great. They they sound fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's been a learning uh, experience for me as well, producing my own material because you know. Back in the day, we just went to a recording studio and that just played our bits and came back when it was ready sort of thing. But, um, yeah, I'm learning as I go. Like, you're never, never too old to learn. That's, you know, it's always experience. Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, the guitars sound fantastic, which is, uh, is always your trademark since way back when we, we first met. What, what's your process for recording your guitars? Okay, well, I'm I'm still trying different ways uh, just to um, <clears throat> get a better sound. Um, at the moment, I use a Marshall JVM straight into the the interface, and then add the effects on later. So okay. the Marshall JVM's got a direct output, so it just goes straight in. With oh, a, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's got a already so built-in like speaker simulator in it. Okay, gotcha. Oh, that's cool, man. That's great. Yeah, and sometimes I add like some extra plugins, like ML Sound or the Line Six native plugins. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. So that's great, a process. Yeah, that's a process. I mean, I, I, you know, I mix a, uh, I mix mix them up, combine the mm -hmm. different plugins and that, to try to get the sound happening. So yeah. Yeah, cool. Are you running any pedals into the Marshall? Um, uh, I got my HX FX, um, but I keep that mainly dry. Just, um, I think okay. I use a, a EQ on that, and maybe a noise yep. gate. Yeah, okay. yeah. And cool. I add it, add all the delays and uh, and reverbs later. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Cool method. Matt, whatever you're doing sounds really, really great. Thanks, yeah. What about guitars? What, what, what are you playing for guitars these days? Uh, mainly Ibanez RGs. Um, yeah, I find they're easy to play and they just shred, you know, by themselves. So I don't have to do anything. <laughs> no, they're great guitars. Nice, man. Yeah, but, um, yeah, awesome. Class, a classic guitar, and they, they keep they keep building beautiful RGs. The uh, the new stuff looks awesome. Yeah. Are you doing any? Are you doing any mods? Are you keeping them stock, like in terms of pickups and stuff like that? No, most of them are stock. Um, they all come standard with the Tone Zone, the Air Norton, and the True Velvet pickups. Um, yep. they, they seem to work for me, and I, I like the sound of it. I even installed the Tone Zone on my uh, Fender Strat 
HM Strat. That's got a tan zone in it now. So oh, I just nice. like the pick. Yeah, nice. I just like the pickup. Yeah, they're cool. They're the Damasio, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. When you say your Strat, is that your old HM Strat? Yeah, HM Strat. Uh, in, uh, I think it's 88, 1988. Um, awesome, su- man. supposed to be pink, but it's turned uh, on a shade of apricot now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's cool, man. I remember when they came out, I remember you had one and it just blew me away. That was very cool. Yeah, nice guitar, yeah. Oh. They're beautiful guitars. Awesome. Absolutely. Hey, let's um let's move along with the track. So after um where were we after the fall was lost without you. Was that your second? Yeah, that was the second, second one with yeah, Billy. Yeah, yeah, Billy. Now, when you say Billy, that we're talking Billy Sheehan. Yeah, the man, <laughs> the Master. man. That is rad. And you can totally identify his tone on on this track. Ah, oh, his tone just it's so sweet and just rolls on like it's beautiful. Like yeah. I didn't alter his sound at all. I just used it as he gave it to me. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just perfect. I gave him room to do a few few runs in there. Um, he asked me what what he should should do, and I just said, no, just go, do what you do. You know, you're the man. <laughs> do what you do, man. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Now, his, his tone, it's it's a little bit distorted. He yeah. live, he, he he will blend a bit of dirt in with his dry signal. Exactly. Did yeah. he just send did he just send you back one stem or like pre where he pre-mixed no, those? Like that blend Frank, or separate. Tony Frank, Franklin uh, sent me two stems, like a cab mm-hmm. and a direct input. And then oh, yeah, yeah. B- Billy just sent me the one stem, the sound, that's it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So good. So good I to guess, go. I guess um, he doesn't like people messing with his sound too. Like this is, that's a sound, you know, like yeah, you, sure. you want Billy, that's what you get, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. I'm not saying it's not like, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Hey, interesting then with Tony Franklin, what did you end up doing in the mix? Did you go more for the cab or the direct or? It was actually, them? I think it was a 50-50 mix in the end. Um, okay, nice. The cab sounded a bit more dirtier. Um, yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, a blend of the two sounded good. Yeah, cool, cool. Hey, Lost Without You's got some really cool guitar harmonies. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That must have been fun working at those parts. Yeah, I love doing harmonies and uh, melodies and all that. Um, I think that's my forte doing a melody. Like, I just come up with melodies on the spur of the moment, sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> I always love like harmonies, mate. Like, you know, how can you have an instrumental without harmonies? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. When you when you were coming up, what what bands were inspiring you in terms of your guitar playing and and yep. perhaps your harmonic approach? Um, there was uh, obviously the use your standard like um, rock bands, but um, I used to listen to, a lot to uh, Mike Oldfield in, in the day. Um, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's where I get the inspiration from the instrumental side of things, like. His instruments were awesome. He, he played all the parts always. Yes. Um, yeah. I'm not as good as that, but <laughs> I get my inspiration from that, those times. He had such wow. great melodies. Like, yeah. Definitely. I mean, that whole Tubular Bells album was so influential for oh, yeah. people from lots of lots of fields of music. Not Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, wow. Very cool. He obviously he had a big hit here in Australia with um, – 
what was it? Moonlight Shadow or something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't for me. It wasn't until years later that I, I ran across Tubular Bells. And I thought, yeah. Hang on, is this the same guy? Yeah. And, um, yeah, clearly it was. There was a lot more to him than just that one. Oh, that's right. Pop hit in the in the 80s. And, and I preferred his um, QE2 album. That was excellent. Um, oh, okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, if you get a chance, have a listen to that because that's awesome. It's been a while. I have heard it, but not for a while. Yeah. I, I need to dig that out again. I've had other um, guitar players actually mention that. All right. That on on this podcast, yeah. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, time for me to re to revisit. Yeah. Nice man. So Stu Ham's on on lost. Not Stu Ham. Sorry, Billy not Sheehan. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely, I might be. Uh, He's on the list, mate. <laughs> is he? Oh, cool, cool. Good, to, good. To hear. I'm sorry. Rise the silence. That's your latest signal. It's been yep. out, um, maybe for a couple of months now. Yeah. And for this, another another guest bass player. Tell us about about your guest for this track. Yep, um, Anthony Saley is for, from the band Whiteheart. Um, he's done yeah, a, cool, quite a bit man. of work with him. Um, once again, he was one uh, one of the bands that I grew up with and admired. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all, all these bass players, they're all on the bucket list sort of thing. Like, mate, when you get an opportunity to work with them, I mean, I've I got to grab it and, you know, you know it's yeah, cool. one in a lifetime opportunity sort of thing. Like, you, you, you don't know what's going to happen down the track if artists are going to be this approachable again. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, yep. yeah, make the most of it, I think. Yeah. And it's such a, a really cool... Sorry, Fab. No, you, you dropped go. out. Yep. No, I was just going to say is it's got an excellent tone, and the way he plays, I just loved it. Like he just sent me one take, and that was it. Because I just loved it, you know, from the start, what he did to it. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. This might be your most progressive track of the last three as well. Yep, yep. I was actually speaking to uh, Les Drummond, I think, and we did we did mention you know tr- try and get a bit more progressive with the future tracks and that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's what I, I try to do with this one. Um, there's some weird time change in the middle, um, that, and um, yeah, so it, it tells a story once again. I like to tell a story with the music. Um, I love that man. I love that. Yeah, the time changes are awesome. They're super yeah. fun. Very cool. Now, in um in the intro, which I've already recorded, which you haven't heard yet, I mentioned that you and I first met in the early nineties. I remember. That's right. Um, I distinctly remember this gig where I was playing bass in a band called Caliber, and you were playing guitar in a band called. Were you Sacred Rock there or Sacred, yeah, Sacred Rock? Yeah, Sacred Rock. Yeah, and um, we had. Uh, we had some friends who knew each other, um, right. but we had never met. Yeah. But I remember your band mainly because you you blew me away. So you were shredding <laughs> on, I think was it an SG with a yeah, it was a SG Floyd or something with a Floyd. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Killer man, and um, that was a thing to do uh, in yeah. the eighties, wasn't it? <laughs> 
Just whack a float on everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but man, I, and yeah, you're playing stuck out, and the band was awesome as well. So yeah, that was a pretty cool introduction to yeah. you. Yeah, that's right. I, I was impressed by your bass playing. I think even, I even mentioned it on the night to you. Like, um, yeah, and then you blew me away because then we down the track we met down that I think was a Ibanez guitar competition, and you were playing guitar. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you blew me away. That's like right. you were shredding on the guitar as well. Like. <laughs> Oh, thanks. That's very kind of you to say. I um, yeah, I was a part-time bass player, and I was trying not to sound like a guitar player playing the bass when I did. That's why that, I loved but... it because you sounded like a guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably using a pick. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Long live the lead break from the early nineties. I think that must have been. Yeah, it was early nineties, right? Man. That was fun. That was. Were you in that? Were you a competitor in that as well? Yeah. There you go. Small world. And again, a bunch of people who've ended up on this podcast did that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back in the day. And with Dave Holmes running the the band. That was That's cool. right, yeah. That was a bonus, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, man, that set those guys played. Um, there was him, there was Randall Waller singing and playing guitar. Yeah. Um, Phil Saddleton, Neville Green on bass, and I think Jeff Crabtree on keys. It was kind that's of right. like. Yeah. Oh, that sounded like huge, youth- mate. Yeah, oh man, I, I think I'd, I could have gone home after they played. I didn't really want to do the competition after this. <laughs> exactly. I just had a good time already. <laughs> That's cool. In, in hindsight, I, I don't think I should have used a, a Gibson for Ibanez competition. <laughs> <laughs> what was um? What was your song? Uh, it was Gary Moore, I think. Um, walk, walking or something. I think it was walking. Oh yeah, walking by myself. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, it. Shuffle thing. Yeah, nice. that was that was good. Nice. I had um, what did I have? Uh, oh, the uh, Die Straits, "Money for Nothing." All oh, right. Which was, which I love that song, but it, the solo is just over one chord. So yeah, yeah, a bit limited. Yeah, that's hard work. That's hard work, man. You've got mm. to be good to make one chord sound good. Oh, no, that's right. So, <laughs> ah, good times. Good times. Yeah, man. What what else were you playing back then? So you had the um you had the Gibson, you had the SG, you had the HM Strat. Yeah, I love talking about late eighties, early nineties rigs. I guess because that's yep. sort of that was my time coming up. What what were you playing through like amps, pedals, wise then? Um, I had a oh well, I still got it actually. A Mesa Boogie um Studio preamp. Yeah, and, awesome. And then ran it into um Carvin uh power amp. Tube power yeah. amp, 100 watts, and a Marshall quad, JC 800 quad. Um, yeah, so I still got that rig. Um, yeah, cool, man. That's uh, right. We all had racks back then. Yeah, it was all rack. Yeah, with the Yamaha SPX90, the Digitech quad reverb. Um, Classic. Then the Rocktron uh, noise gate, whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just carrying you, a small fridge much- around. <laughs> <laughs> they got so heavy, those things. Oh, yeah. Oh man, and um, and you needed a science degree to work out the MIDI switching to get all the different units to work with each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember your foot switch? The your foot switch, switch um, yeah, uh, I think it was a Boss MIDI foot switch um, F. I okay. can't remember what the name of it. It was uh, definitely a Boss. I think I still got it somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've still got my Boss FC. 
50, which was the foot switch I had. I don't have any of the rack gear anymore, but I've still got the foot switch. <laughs> it's coming handy every now and then that I need oh, yeah, some exactly. sort of MIDI switching. But... Oh, good times, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they used to do my head in, get my <laughs> MIDI channels to talk to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good times, though. Oh, hey, yeah. Back to the... Back to the future. Have you got have you got plans for some more instrumentals? Um, yeah, always um, working on some. I would like to try actually a, a song with a, a vocalist in it next time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, just for something different. Yeah. You know? Cool, man. Nice. I wonder. Um, are there any other musicians, bass players, or otherwise on your on your hit list? Well, it would be good to have St- Stuart Ham on it. Like you mentioned earlier, sure, it will be great. Um, as for bass players, um, obviously yeah, drummers, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll stick with Les, um, long-time friend. Yeah. Uh, oh, he sounds great, man. Yeah. He sounds so oh, good. He does a great job, yeah. Nice. Uh, That's a good good partnership you got there. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, congratulations on those tracks. I love it that you've... Um, you've just taken your time, but you look back and you got three killer tracks in, yep. you know, out within six months of each other. So you've actually been working super hard, and mm. um, yeah, it's a great new—not really, I don't know if new direction is the right word, but just a new chapter in your instrumental That's career. Right. So exactly, yeah. Now, yeah, I forgot to mention um, uh, after the Days of Glory CD in when was it '99. I think it was. Yes, I remember. I remember when that came out too. Yeah, yeah. Over at Wirra Willa Studios. You That's know. right. Yeah, um, I had an accident and my um, tendons in my left hand were severed. So, um, oh, yeah. So it, it took me like two years after that to to regain um, the use full full use of my hand, left hand. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That's full on. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you work hard, persevere, mate. You can do it, like just um, awesome. Yeah, you know you got to stick at it, work hard, mate. Like I'm just trying to encourage somebody that might, you know. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. Um, and that's a huge thing for a guitar player to deal with, um, or any anyone who's had any. Oh yeah, like obstacle or injury or whatever that that keeps right. you from from doing your thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was yeah. the um. What was the process to, to get back onto guitar? All oh, right, like I was going to physio every week, and she say, "Oh, you got because you know obviously after surgery you got to regain the strength, you know, bit by bit." Um, mm-hmm. Started squeezing putty in your hand, you know, it's um, trying to get the fingers moving, and just slowly, slowly going for the scales. Um, it like I said, it took me two years to get back on track, but um. I wow. think in the end, wow. I played better than what I did before I had the accident because it gave me time to synchronize my left and right hand. Okay. Yeah. So That's amazing. I, I, took, I had no took, idea. I took that opportunity to improve myself. Yeah, great, um, man. So good. Yeah. So good. Fab, what's, what's the best way for people then to keep up to date with, with all this music that you're making? Yeah, probably just on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Fab Mantini Music. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the best way. Very cool. Well, I'll put that link in the show notes as well so everyone listening can yep. can easily find Beautiful. that link and, and check you out. Yeah. 
Well, Fab, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been really cool to catch up um, about the old days, but yeah. absolutely about this new music that you're making too. I'm, I'm super pumped for you and can't wait to hear some more stuff. Yep. Thanks for having me, mate. It's been a pleasure. All right, there you go. Fab Manzini on the Guitar Speak podcast. It was so cool to catch up with Fab. Please check out his music. Check out the links in our show notes. Thanks also to Fretboard Biology for sponsoring today's episode. Again, links are in the show notes to check out that excellent online guitar course. All right, my name is Matt Wakeling. You've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll leave you in the words of Michael Schenker. Keep rocking, keep on rocking.